0: we're going to continue in that today but we're going to go to a place that we may not think about as spiritual warfare but the Psalms are a wonderful place to go in the middle of the battle Um, they're encouraging they're about real life struggles you know from David's perspective real life struggles and victories that that God brought him to and so when we study the Psalms when they help us understand enemy forces how many of you know that David had struggles Yeah he had he had some serious struggles Have you had serious struggles in your life Okay well just like just like God met David he'll meet you That's why it's good to study them because they bring us peace When I read the Psalms I get peace In the midst of the battle. And that's what God has for us. In the middle of the fight, He has peace for us. Because I think the Psalms show us how much God is ever present, even in the midst of our mistakes, even in the midst of the mistakes that we make, God is ever present with us. And He understands us, He understands you better than you understand yourself. He understands us, and he is here to help us. The Psalms truly help us to, just like David, when we read read them, and, and he's in the midst of a fight, he keeps his heart established in the Lord. He's always turning to the Lord. So, I think the Psalms establish our heart and equip us for the battle. So we're going to go to Psalm 27. Actually, Psalm 27 and Psalm 18 are two of my favorites. It's really hard to pick favorites in your scripture, isn't it? But these are, these are wonderful psalms. We're going to go to 27 today. We studied 18 back when we were doing the season of psalms. So, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Okay, we're going to start right there. It says, the Lord is my light. Okay, it doesn't say he brings me light. It doesn't say he gives me light. It says he is my light. He is. He is the God light in you. Not just that he gives you. It's not temporary. It's permanent. It's his nature. He cannot give you anything else but light. And it says, and my salvation. Now, a couple weeks back, remember we studied several words for God, several names for God, and one of those, the one that's used here, is yesha, Y-E-S-H-A. It means safety, it means rescue, deliverance, welfare. Not just salvation in the sense of the born-again experience. It means total, complete rescue, safety, safety, Welfare. So, he's my light, he's my deliverance, he's my safety, he's my welfare, he's my peace, he's my wisdom. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In the Aramaic there, it says, By whom shall I be shaken? Isn't that a great question? What the answer to that, obviously, is no one. No one's going to shake me. No thing is going to shake me. No matter what people do to me, no matter what they say, I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to be shaken. So, verse 2. When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh. There's an intent there. Okay, there's an intent. <clears throat> when evil men advance against me to devour my flesh. So, when the, when the devil or the demons are trying to attack your soul and take you into captivity, that's their intent. But it's not going to work for those who are in the Lord. That is their intent. Whatever the issue Whatever the battle is, whatever the wall that needs to come down, whatever the difficulty, whatever the challenge, when they come to attack, they try to divert you, they try to divert your focus and get it onto that. But we keep our focus on the Lord. We keep our heart steadfast in the Lord. And the Psalms are so helpful in helping us to do that. When my enemies, I'm continuing in verse 2, when my enemies and my foes, okay, Remember, your enemies and your foes are spirits. They're not people. You go after the spirit behind the bad act, not the bad actor. Right? So when my enemies and my foes, And there, in Aramaic, it says, my haters. Have you ever felt hated? Have you ever felt like you were going through a season like that? It says, my haters, when they attack me, they will stumble and fall. Because you're going to remain in the Lord. You're going to keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. Your heart transfigured on the preciousness of your Lord, the goodness, the sweetness of your Lord. In Aramaic there, it says, my enemies and my haters, it's past tense, which is why I like this, it says, my enemies and my haters stumbled together and fell. That's a foregone conclusion. You see, God always sees you in the outcome which is his precious plan, his precious promises, his good future for you. That's where he sees you standing. He never alters that thought. God has accomplished it. It is finished, and we need to see ourselves standing in the finished work also. See that? I'm going to give you, along the way today, I'm going to give you some other scriptures that support the scriptures that we're studying here in Psalm 27. So Psalm 91-2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Psalm 91-2. Ni- if you have a refuge and a fortress, who do you need to fear? And when that refuge and that fortress is your God, your Father the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Isaiah 45, 2. This is the Lord speaking. I will go before you and will level the mountains. See, you you need to edify yourself with these scriptures. You need to remind yourself of what his heart is toward you and what he has done. You know, so we will not stumble and fall. He's going to level the mountains. He's going to give us smooth a smooth passage, a safe passage. Isaiah 44, 40, verse 4. Every valley shall be raised up, so your low places raised up. Every mountain and hill made low, so th- those challenges. The rough <laughs> ground shall become level and rugged places a plain. Isn't that a precious promise? I love that. God is for us. He will keep our feet from being snared. The devil wants to ensnare you. The devil wants to trap you. The devil wants to build a web around you, to trip you up. And he tells us in his word that he is going to make our places smooth and he will not allow our feet to stumble or to be snared. Now, I want to read this. When we studied this a couple weeks or maybe a month ago, I'm not really sure. John 18, verse 1 through 6. John 18, verse 1 through 6. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was an olive grove, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the grove. Okay, look at this. Judas came to the grove, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests. Isn't that horrible? The priests see that where they had come from and the pharisees you have got to test the spirits beloved you have got to test the spirits you must know what you are dealing with this is not a superficial life you cannot just look at the surface and say that's the way it is guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials. This is obviously an enemy attack from camps that are supposed to be benevolent, right? Enemy attack when the enemies and the foes and the haters attack. Sometimes you feel like you don't know where they're coming from. You, you might feel that way, but the Lord knows. And you stay in touch with him. You stay inquiring of him. And you will be kept safely through the attack. From the chief priests and Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Weapons of darkness. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. Hallelujah. Do you guys remember what we studied that that means several, whenever it was? Do you remember? When he said, I am he. Aramaic, I am the living God. I am the living God. I am the living God, the living Lord Jehovah. He is life to your situation. I am he, Jesus said. And Judas, the traitor. Have you ever been betrayed? I'm sure everyone in this room at some point has felt the pangs of betrayal. Judas, the traitor, was standing there with them when Jesus said, I am he, I am the living God. They drew back and fell to the ground. Game over. It was only going to be the way Jesus, his father, wanted it to be. Get that? Verse 3. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Because I know the Lord is round about me, right? I am not going to fear because I know in whom I trust. I know my Lord is round about me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. You are his glory carrier, you not, are not a fearful, defeated little peon nothing that has to walk around trembling. It is the devil that trembles. Right. His army, God's army, encamps round about me. His army is my strength. Okay? Just like Elisha and his servant. What did the servant see? The enemy. Round about them, isn't that, isn't that what he saw? What do we need to see? We need to have God's vision. We need to understand how He sees it. An angel army is defending you. An angel army is round about you. An angel army. Come on, guys, think about it. You have an angel army round about you when you are in Jesus. I just need to see that, and I need to be very confident and not let the devil steal the truth of that reality from me. There are more for me. There are more for me than are against me. There are more for me, say that. There are more for me than against me. That should make you run around the room shouting and screaming. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> if I didn't have to sit here and preach to you, I would do it. <laughs> that was a bad choice of words, have to. You know, I didn't mean it that way. It's get to. What a privilege. See, we have to watch all our words. Second Kings 6, verse 16. Do not be afraid, Elisha answered. See that? You've always got to have someone around you that sees the vision. Man, if you can't see it yourself, just get someone around you who does until you can see it. You get that? That's why we need to be in the church of God and not just sitting home all the time. You need people around you who have God's vision. You need to come to church and be edified. Strength upon strength. Iron sharpens iron. Do not be afraid, Elisha answered. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed. By the way, do not have a candle and stick it under a bushel. If God has given you something, you need to be where his people are to be spreading that light. I'm just, like, backing up, sort of reinforcing what I just said from the other side of the avenue. Okay? Then Elisha prayed, O oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. We all need someone praying this for us. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw that The hills were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. But this is real. This is not pretend. This is not just a story. This is a spiritual reality. Holy Spirit fire. Round about you. Holy Spirit fire round about you, upon you, going before you, around you, behind you, above you, below you. I belong to him, and he takes care of me. I belong to to the best person I could ever belong to, I belong to the King of the Universe, who has only goodness for me, and He takes care of me. Knowing who my God is, I will not fear. Amen. The war break out against me, even then will I be confident. I will trust in the name of the Lord. I will trust in the name of the Lord. Psalm 20, verse 6. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. That's you. If you're a believer in Christ, this is you. He answers him from his holy heaven with the saving power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. You stand firm in the Lord. You have his name. You have his name. The precious Lord Jesus Christ, if you are a born-again believer, resides on the inside of you. His glory. Psalm 24, 8 through 9. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Hallelujah, that's who you have. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift them up. See him. See his victory. See the finished work. See who he is on your behalf. See who he is inside of you. See who he is working through you. See who it is that is for you and not against you. Lift them up, you ancient doors that the king of glory may come in. You must see him the way he is so that he can come in in all his fullness, in all his glory, in all his majesty, in all his holiness, in all his sweetness, That's a supernatural (laughs) event, beloved, that's for you. The supernaturalness, which is really his naturalness, of the almighty God filling you up for his glory. What can come against the glory of the Lord in you? Your minds might have a really hard time understanding this, but your spirit, your born again regenerated spirit does not. There is absolutely no limit to the born again spirit. There's is, there is no ceiling. There are no walls. No limit. No end to the capacity of the Holy Spirit in you, working through you, for you. No limit. The only limit is what you allow, what you choose not to see. Woo, that stung. I didn't mean it to, though. It really didn't sting. That was really the goodness of God encouraging you. So do not, Hebrews 10, verse 35. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Take confidence in the Lord it will be richly rewarded quit seeing life from the earth's side see your life from God's heart see your life from the heaven's side See your life by the very spirit of God. See your capacity by the very spirit of God. See your creativity. See your ingenuity. From the limitlessness of the Lord. Do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. He is not a man that he should lie. He does not go back on his word. Have I said it? Will I not do it? Open up the gates, beloved One thing I ask of the Lord. This is verse 4. This is what I seek. This is what I go after. This is my heart's desire. This is the whole cry of my entire being. This is what's at the core of my life. That I may dwell, abide, continually know Continually be in the presence of. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. In his holiness. In our beings, in our homes, in our churches. His holiness. We draw near to him. And he is a faithful God. He never turns his back all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. He is all beauty and nothing but beauty. He is all beauty and nothing but beauty. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Aramaic there says to see the sweetness. Of Lord Jehovah. Think about that. He only has sweetness toward you. To see the sweetness of Lord Jehovah. My heart is after your presence, Lord. I know you have sweetness for me. I receive that sweetness. Thank you for that sweetness, Lord. Thank you that your heart is ever loving, ever kind, ever merciful. Help me to see that sweetness, Lord. The fullness of the sweetness that you truly have for me, Lord. I want to rest in that. I want to rest knowing that that's what you have for me. Beauty and sweetness. Thinking, We think of God's beauty. We think of his sweetness during the battle. We don't focus on the battle. We focus on the sweetness in the midst of the battle. Because you know what? He never changes toward us. He never changes his heart toward us. He doesn't think bad things about you. He is beauty to us during the battle. He is rivers of life. He is moisture to dry bones. He is life to our spirits. He stays with us. He surrounds us with his presence. His heart, his love, his wisdom, his encouragement. And to seek him in his temple, continuing on in that same verse, all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Aramaic, to order his temple. King James, to inquire in his temple. In other words, always looking to him, always wanting to order my thoughts, my vision according to his, to be at home with him, To be at rest with him. Verse 5. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. I will dwell in him and I will be safe. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. The rock. Jesus, our rock, our rock, the word, incorruptible, indestructible, never changing, solid foundation, solid foundation, his fortress, the rock, his presence, his stability, his strength. He will keep me in the shelter of his tabernacle. Praise you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. I am hidden. When you're in Christ, you are hidden in him. You are hidden. You are hidden. You are hidden in the holy of holies. Verse 6. Then my head will be exalted. Above the enemies who surround me. So I'm going to stay in him. I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to be confident in him. I'm going to stay in him, and then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. So he's going to take me to new heights, he's going to give me a whole new vantage point. See that? I am going to see above and beyond the current circumstance. I'm not going to get bogged down. I'm not going to get in the quicksand. I'm not going to get in the swamp. I'm not going to be taken under. He is going to help me see above and beyond my current, that, that current dilemma, that current conflict that current difficulty, whatever the challenge is. I am going, I choose to see his good end, his good plans, the hope of the wonderful future that he has for me. That's where I'm going to look. He will give me hope. He will give me his vision throughout every challenge. He will give me his victory when I stay in him. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to shout with joy. I'm going to sing. I'm going to make music in the midst of the struggle. I will rejoice in my Lord in his goodness, in his sweetness, in his faithfulness to me. Psalm 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. When we trust in the Lord with our heart, all our heart, we are helped. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give thanks to him in song. So we take joy in him. We take joy in our Father in the middle of the struggle, in the middle of the battle. Worship. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Worshiping the Lord is our refuge. Worship of the Lord is your refuge. If you are in worship of the Lord, you cannot think about all that junk. He carries you into the heavens. We will rejoice during the battle before we see the wall tumble down. That's what we're going to do. We're going to rejoice before we see the wall come down. We're going to rejoice before we see the breakthrough We're going to rejoice before we see the turnaround because we know that the turnaround already belongs to us. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Verse 7. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. See, we desire, as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, You desire to hear from God. You do not need to hear from men. You do not desire to hear the men. That's where the Pharisees got all tripped up. They just wanted to be heard of men. They just wanted to be seen of men. We want to be heard of God. Isaiah 65, 24, God tells us that he answers us before we call. That he gives us the answer. He's faithful. And he answers us. How does he answer us? He answers us with love and mercy. With his sweetness. His mercies are new every morning. His loving kindness. Verse 8. My heart says of you, seek his face. So my heart, ever looking to the Father, ever looking to him. Your face, Lord, I will seek. So, I am going to meditate on the character of God. I am going to meditate on his heart for me. I'm going to meditate on his goodness. I'm going to meditate on his richness. I'm going to meditate on his purity. I am going to meditate on his love for me, on his blessedness for me. I am going to meditate on just the sheer beauty of him. Verse 9. Do you see how this is going to bring you into peace? If you still your heart, still your heart and focus on his goodness, his grandness, you cannot help but become at rest and at peace. He will be he he it's 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 like you'll have this shield around you. Do not hide your face from me, verse 9. Do not hide your face from me. See, we have a just God. If he tells us, do not hide your face from me, he's not going to hide his face from us. He's not going to tell us to, to, you know, to, to seek something. In other words, seek his face and then hide from us. Because he's genuine. He's truthful, honest. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Okay, I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to think, Lord, all the times you've been my helper, and I'm going to bring those to my remembrance, those times when he has helped me, when he has brought me out of disaster, when he has brought me out of discouragement, when he has brought me out of sickness. I'm going to stop, and I'm going to contemplate that, and I'm going to thank him, and I'm going to say, Oh, Lord, you didn't have to, but you did. I made so many mistakes at that time, but you did. You remained my helper. And I'm going to think about that. And that's going to build my confidence, and it will build my strength. He br- well, these are the times, Lord, that you brought me out of trouble, that you delivered me from darkness. And guess what, Lord? I know you never change. So this is as nothing to you. I will just think of those past victories, and I will encourage myself. It says, build yourself up on your most holy faith. So I'm going to encourage myself in the present moment. Psalm 50, verse 15. And call on me in the day of trouble. Call on me in the day of trouble. See, he's inviting you. That's what he wants you to do. Call on me in the day of trouble. And don't be one of these people that says you don't ever have trouble. That's a big stinking lie. He is not afraid of the fact that you think you have trouble. All you got to do is talk to him about it (laughs) and let him in. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will honor me. See that? He's going to get honor from the fact that you have recognized that there's something going on. You know, you're not going to put your head in the sand and say, oh, I never have any trouble. You're going to say, Lord, I need help. And he's going to deliver you, and he's going to get glory from that. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. In other words, I need you. I need your presence. I need your company. Come and and just be with me, Lord. Thank you that you're with me, Lord. Thank you that I have the living Lord God with me, in me. You are my constant companion. Aramaic there says, you, in past tense, which is why I like it, You shall not cast me out, neither abandon me, my God and my Savior. That is an emphatic statement, and that's where you need to be knowing. Never will he cast you out. Never will he abandon you. He is your God. He is your Savior. And there is nothing too big for him. Psalm 31:19 How great is your goodness How great is your goodness which you have stored up more than you could ever imagine storehouses How great is your goodness stored up for those who fear you. Which, probably one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible, which you bestow in the sight of men. That's here, that's now. Which you bestow in the sight of men and those who take refuge in you. You see that? His goodness, stored up for you, he bestows it on you in the here and now. Though my father and mother forsake me, Aramaic, abandon me, the Lord will receive me, Aramaic, the Lord Jehovah took me up. I love that vision. The Lord Jehovah took you up. Though even your mother and your father may abandon you, the Lord has taken your case. The Lord has you in his arms. We need to all keep a picture of that. His arms are always open toward us. He picks us up and carries us, even sometimes when we don't realize it. Teach me, verse 11, Teach me your way, O Lord. Psalm 32, 8. I will, now see, this is a promise for that. You're saying, in your heart, you're saying, teach me your way, O Lord. And Psalm 32, 8 tells you, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. See that? I will counsel you with my loving eye upon you. See that? So we just say, teach me? And he goes, it's done. You're listening. You're yielded. You're going to hear from me. I'm going to instruct you in love. Wow. Lead me in a straight path. Aramaic there says... Lead me in your straight path because of my oppressors. In other words, Lord, there's all this around me. There there are oppressors all around me. I need your path. See that? He delivers. He will show us in the difficult moments his perfect plan and way. Right? Right? I will complete the good plan that I've begun in you until the day of Christ Jesus, Philippians 1-6, right? Right. Isaiah 45-2. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. That's his promise to us. Verse 12. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me Breathing out violence. We've all met with that before. False witnesses. Breathing out violence. And if you are not careful, you can get yourself in such a tizzy. Listen to what they're saying. What's going on? Why is this happening? Blah, blah, blah. Don't go there. It frankly doesn't matter what they're saying. He delivers you from false witnesses breathing out violence, ill intent, malevolence toward you. It doesn't matter. Stay grounded. Stay grounded in him. Don't get your feelings all hurt. Don't get all offended. That's, That's walking into darkness. You want to just stay in the light of his love. What does it matter what they're saying? Don't, don't let your brain start saying, well, what's everyone else going to think? Well, the Lord's going to reveal truth. Isn't he a God of truth? Isn't the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth? So you just rest in him. You don't need to fight back with that. You rest in, in, in who your God is, that he is the spirit of truth, and he will bring truth to light. Psalm 56, 11. in God I trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? See, you, you, you remind yourselves when you're going through this stuff, you remind yourselves of these scriptures. And the Psalms are just wonderful. What can man do to me? I am under vows to you, O oh God. Oh, thank you, Lord, that I am saved by the blood of I am under a vow to you. I am in covenant with you. It really doesn't matter what's going on out there. I will rest in my covenant with you. I am under vows to you, O God. I will present my thank offerings to you. For you have delivered me from death and my feet from stumbling. That I may walk before the God in the light of life. I am going to walk in the light of life with my God. Verse 13. I am still confident of this. Love this verse. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. It brings me so much strength and joy. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In the land of the living. Here, now. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Right now. He is for us. He is not against us. He is devoted. He is devoted to you, child of God. He is devoted to your well being. He is true. You are so precious to your father. Romans 3, 4. Not at all let God be true and every man a liar. In other words, it does not matter what they are doing or saying. They can lie, 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 lie. I have a true God. I have the true God. The one and only true God. Psalm 145, 8. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger. Slow to anger and rich in love. Rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. Did he create you? He has compassion on you. Lamentations 3, verse 22. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. Isn't that a beautiful scripture that you take for yourself? Because of his great love for you, you will not be consumed. For his compassions never fail. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are so faithful, so faithful to us. He gives us his goodness in the here and now. He is faithful. He is true. He is loving. He is kind. So that's what the, oh, one more verse. Verse 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. So that's what the Lord had me share with you today. I hope that was an encouragement. And you, can, you might have your favorite psalms. When you are in the middle of a battle, take the psalms. They will encourage you and give you strength. So we're going to do, um, we're going to take,